Again, if you're listening online, I'm glad you're listening to us from all over the world. Hopefully I lose my voice because I'm starting to feel a little scratchy. But anyways, so we've been, I'm going to drink water real quick before I die. All right, so we've been in this series, and what we, what we said was, let me, well, let me start off this way. You know, last week we got to, uh, because of technology, got to do a video, and, and I started out with saying that um, people often ask, what is the greatest cause that you can be a part of, Right? Like, what is it? Some say, well, it's to save the whales, which is important. We probably should save some whales. To save sea turtles, which is important. We probably should save some turtles. And um, Some say it's all these other things. But to me, I really believe that the local church has the answers that the world's needing. And the, an- the answer is Jesus. There's no political system. No other movement has the ability to set people free like the local church does through Jesus. And and so that's what this is all about. And that is my agenda is for you to get to know Jesus the way that I've experienced him. Because once you experience him the way I've experienced him, there's no turning back. And so so that's the agenda here. And uh, we've been in this series called This Is What We Do. And what we've been talking about is ultimately the core values of shift church but really what we hope is that that you see that these are the things that jesus held dear to his his self that it, like these things were important to him and as his followers as little christ as the bible describes us we should value these things also these should be a part of our everyday we should want to do these things so the first week we talked about how saved people serve people and how it's important for us because since jesus came to serve and not be served while he was here on the earth, even though he deserved to be served, he should have been served, he came to serve other people, to serve them in a way that they could see his Father in heaven. And so, as followers, we should do that in the community in which we live, where we live, work, and play, all right? And the next week, we talked about how, and it's one thing that we base a lot of our ministry on here about, because, you know, we're all about, make, we want to make disciples, which we're going to get to that here at the end of the end of the sermon here. Um, but we, want, we believe that found people find people. As people who have been found in Christ, since we have been found, since Jesus was in, like they had this innate want to seek and to save the lost, we should want to seek the lost too so that we can introduce them to a God that could change their life forever. And then, then we discussed the fact that growing people shift, or the idea that growing people change, because if we're really followers of Christ, we're going to learn, we're going to grow, we're gonna, and then we're going to take our next steps and and we're going to grow. Um, we should be growing as Christians and taking our next step. And then last week, thanks to the wonderful advances of technology, since we had a cancel service, um, we discussed online that we can't outgive God. And here was my hope in all of that, is that sometimes we forget what, all that God has done for us. We really do. And so it's hard for us to think about giving back to God when we forget what he's done for us. And so sometimes we have to set up these pillars in our life, set up these altars in our life to remind us of where God has brought us from and all the things he's rescued us from and rescued us to. And, and you know, um, and here's one of the things I think is amazing that is if all that Jesus ever did was die on the cross for our sins and rose from the dead, that's good enough. We should want to give back to him. And like, so, but here's the thing, we can never outgive God, but it's going to be fun trying, all right? That we should give of ourselves. We should. We not only. That's not only meaning financially, but of ourselves. Of, of wanting to give more to God. You know, I think of when the disciples, 
if you were going to be a disciple of any priest, you had to give everything up and follow that priest. And it's kind of like that's the way we have to be when we follow Christ. We have to be all in with Christ. And so we have to give us our everything. So it's going to be fun trying to outgive God. And so today, it's our last core value. And let me just say this, and we'll talk about it again at the end. You don't want to miss next week. Okay? We have Pastor Peyton coming to talk about the idea of risk. Um, so just, and it encompasses everything that we that we, we talked about the last couple of weeks, so you don't want to miss next week, but this is our last core value um, we're going to talk about today, but I want, I want to introduce it this way, okay? Um, I, now listen, I have to explain something to you. I'm not a baker, okay? I can't bake, all right? Now, if you want some muffins made, go talk to Brittany. She can make some blueberry rotten banana muffins that will rock your world okay we have a freezer full of rotten bananas where she crushes them up anyways but sometimes when we when we think about our christian life you know we may have all the right ingredients but we're missing this one thing right and it's kind of like it's kind of like baking okay it's kind of like baking you know so today i thought we would make some Double chocolate premium muffin quick bread mix with chocolate chips included. That's going to be delicious. You know, so like, the, but for, for this to work, for us to make these muffins, we, ha- we, we, we have to follow the, what? Ingredients, the, destruct- the destructions, the instructions, okay? So the first thing it says is, um, is that we need, the, I better get this paper out of there. We don't want that burning in the oven. All right, so we, we take the mix and we put it in here, those chocolate chips. Those sound delicious. Okay, we have to have, we have, to have the mix, right? We have to have, that's, that's, that's a key ingredient. It's kind of like, hey, we have our salvation. That's a key ingredient to this Christian life. We have to have our salvation, right? But it calls for other stuff like, it says we need some water and some oil, so put some water and oil in there. That's a, it's a key ingredient to mix it, right? But there's something else that it needs. You know what else it needs? It needs some milk. I ain't going to take a drink of this because it's been sitting out all morning. But it needs some... Milk is a key ingredient to this, right? So we have to put some, put some milk in here. I hate to clean this up later. Right? Guess what else it needs? Anybody guess? Eggs. Need some eggs. We have to follow these ingredients. Right? I didn't have anywhere else to put the shell. Right? Calls for, calls for, well, it says one egg, but I like mine, that little extra eggy. Right? So we, uh, we have all the right ingredients, right? We have to stir it up. We have to stir it up, you know, and I ain't gonna stir it up because I have nothing to stir with, but we have all the right ingredients, right? But we're missing something. We know what that is. Oh, we need some fire, don't we? Well, you know, sometimes we have all the right ingredients. We have all the right ingredients, but we try to get our source from the wrong thing. It'd be like me taking these firecrackers. Just 
It's like we have the right ingredients. But we're missing the right source or how he, how he wants these ingredients to operate. Right? Because it has to have... Thanks, so you may have to shove this lid on there real quick. Uh, you know, we, 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 try to, we try to do things on our what? Own. We think we can do this Christian life on our own. But it's kind of like if I were to take these. Guess what? No muffins. It's like sometimes we fill our buckets with all the right things that we've missed how, how God wants to operate with those right things. So the core value that we're going to talk about today is this, is that you can't do life alone. Jesus is a big part of all of this. That's the answer to every question. But he designed all this to function in a community. He designed it, he designed the local church the way he did because he knew that we couldn't do this life on our own. And from the very beginning, we, we, we can see that God express, expresses this idea that community and relationships are important. Let me show you, let me show you how Genesis 1 1 says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You're like, Derek, what does that have to do with community? What does that have to mean? Well, here's, if you were to read this in the Hebrew, what you would see is this word that says, in the beginning, Elohim. Elohim. And it's this, and it's this idea. Now, this is going to be probably real, sound real confusing here in a second. But it's this, Elohim is the plural construct of God. And by plural, it doesn't mean like there's three gods that we worship, but it gives this idea that maybe there's a relationship somewhere. And it's where we get that, it's where we get this idea that we call the Trinity, the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Like he is in relationship from the very beginning. In the beginning, God, Elohim, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit created the heavens and the earth. Then inside the creation story, you have where God creates a man. Right? And you get this picture of here's Adam. He's naming all the animals, right? You got the beaver. You got the dog. You got the duck. The groundhog. Duck-billed platypus. There's another dog. There's a cat. And God's like, wait, I mean, I didn't create a cat. Those are, that's from Satan. That's a joke. Okay? But he's naming all these animals, and it's like that you get this picture that Adam is all alone. And you have in, in uh, Genesis 2.18 where it says, and the Lord God said after he noticed this, it says, it's not good for man to be what? Alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So he puts Adam to sleep and takes out a rib and creates a woman. And when Adam woke up, he said, whoa, man, a woman and he said, bone of, of my bone, flesh in my flesh. It was this, he's in love because he's not alone. 
anymore. So you have from the beginning of creation to the creation of man to the when he when he put the children of Israel together as a community, because community and relationships are important. Because you can't do he knew you can't do life alone. So from the creation of Adam and Eve to the formation of the children of Israel, God put people together to do life together. Here's, here's another crazy thing. You get into the New Testament, and Jesus rolls up onto the scene, right? What's one of the first things he does? He puts a community of people together. He gets 12 guys together, and they begin to do life together. They go everywhere with Jesus. Jesus takes them everywhere. Even to the point where, like, there's this one passage where they try to heal a boy and they couldn't. So they come to Jesus telling him, and he's like, how long must I stay with you? Because they didn't have enough faith to heal this boy. And basically, he put, he put this group of people together that will flip the world upside down because they did life together. They found something that they all believed in one common core. And they believed and they changed this world. Even so that one of them later on in life wrote this passage that we're going to read next. In Hebrews, and this is where we get our core value in Hebrews chapter 10, starting verse four, verse 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another. Or some versions say, let us think of ways to spur one another on in acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So God has called us to be a community of people like the local church is important. Like being together in community, doing life together, this is what we do. It's the way God designed things to work. This is what God was doing. It's about God and his glory. God, it's about his praise of his glorious grace. And that's a good thing for us. And it, and it, and it, and it happens because he puts us in a covenant community with people. But here's the issue. Many of us, myself included, have believed the lie that seeking others' help and guidance is a sign of weakness. That God designed us for this, like he designed us for one another, but in our pride we think we don't need anyone. And we get to a rough part in life, and we think, man, there's nobody here for me. And it's because we withdrew ourselves from the way God designed things to work. It's like the people who put this cake mix together designed this to work a certain way. And if we go opposite of the way this cake mix is said to work, it doesn't come out the way it's supposed to, does it? So if we do things opposite or not in the way that God designed things to work, then it's going to be wrong. It's not going to work. It's like this cake mix. It's like, yeah, we had all the right ingredients, but we didn't have source to help that in those ingredients grow. We can only grow so much on our own. We may have all the right ingredients, but outside of the way he designed things to work, it will never work. That's why the passage tells us 
to motivate one another. It's hard to motivate yourself. I've been trying to lose weight for 10 years. Can't get myself motivated. Back to the, I care about it, all right? Motivate one another in acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together. Encourage one another. Like, for us to grow into the person God has created us to be, we need the wisdom of others, the encouragement of each other. God designed us to function in a certain way, and we go against it. Because, and we can't grow because we don't re- get the wisdom from others. We don't get the encouragement from others. It reminds me of, the st- of a story, right, of... I'll be not, I, hope, I hope this ain't no surprise to anybody, but me and Brittany just celebrated our 11th year anniversary, February 3rd, okay? We beat the statistics, woo by about seven years. <coughs> For all those haters out there, sorry to hear that. We had some rough people. Tell us that we weren't going to make it. The only reason y'all are getting married is because of what I'm about to tell you. Zane will be 11 in July. Do the math. So here I am. Young pup. Brittany's still in high school. I'm out of high school. Brittany gets pregnant. Okay. Now I'm sitting here going all alone. Of course, I had Brittany, I had mom, and I had dad. And, but you know, you're like, you, even in those moments, you feel isolated, you know? <laughs> and you feel isolated a little bit, and you're kind of like, I feel alone. And at the time, I was going to a church called the Church at Rutledge. We call it T-Car for short. And, and I was actually doing some music for the youth stuff. And, and I remember going, crap, you know? Like, so I went and met with the pastor there. And he had this phrase I never heard before. And, it, and it's this idea that said, he says, well, in this community, we don't shoot our wounded. But we help them get better. And I said, well, you know, I, like, that's awesome. And I, like, he said that to me, and it's kind of like, well, like, I don't, I don't get that because I came from a background to where, like, if you screwed up, you got shunned. Right? <laughs> Have you ever been a part of that? Like, you screw up and nobody wants to talk to you anymore? Right? And... And so I said, but here's the thing, here's the thing, Marty, I kind of feel like since I was leading these, these kids in music, I probably should apologize to the church. He wasn't going to make me do it. I wanted to do it. And I remember, I remember standing on stage. It was me here, Marty here, I think Brady and another guy, Brad, who was deacons. And I remember standing there and I go, hey, listen, you know, I made, me and Brittany made a really big mistake. This kid's not a mistake because it's God's creation. Like God, the kid's not a mistake, but what me and Brittany did was, was a mistake. And I want to. I'm stepping down for a little while, and I'm sorry. And I was expecting like tomatoes being flung by my head. I was expecting like knives and people booing, but people stood up and clapped. Not because of my sin, but to let me know you have a community of people here that believe in you and are here for you. And I will tell you this: if it wasn't for that group of people. Me and Brittany wouldn't be where we are today. Was there some hard times there? Absolutely. But if it wasn't for those people, me and Brittany wouldn't have grew because because we we wouldn't have had their wisdom. We wouldn't have had somebody like Rita Hillhouse, 
who happened to work at UT Hospital to go to every appointment with us, to be there for us when we had questions, who happened to be a part of the church. People saying, here, I know you, I know you guys need a crib, so here's your crib. Here's you this, here's you this. And that, like, that, that's what a community, they give of themselves. That was my first experience of a real, authentic body of Christ community of people that really loved each other and supported each other. And just because you messed up and you screwed up, listen, you're still part of the family. And we're here to help you. So, the question becomes, what does this look like in our personal lives? What does community look like here? So let's do this. First part of that says, motivate one another to acts of love and good works. As a body, as a body or as a community, we are called to love and be loved. To encourage each other to keep pushing forward because although today may be hard, we know that tomorrow is coming and the burdens will soon be taken away from us. To motivate, we have to give of ourselves. We have, we have to, as a community, forget about our own interests and push for the joy of all people. So I'm going to tell you, and I could go to everybody, but I'm going to tell you what motivates me inside of our community here. I think of dad taking time to drive to Atlanta to pick up some pop and drape. May not seem big, but it was a big deal to me. Or for him to build stuff that we only used once, like the first preview service. His dedication to see things are done right, even though sometimes it's slow. <laughs> right? Justin knows all about that. See, that motivates me. Because he doesn't have to do all this stuff. But he does because he believes in this community. He believes in this body. He believes in Shift Church. It, it makes me think of, you know, Nehemiah who goes to rebuild the walls. And he has everything done except for the gates. And these bad guys come try to distract him from finishing the work. And Nehemiah says, I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. That's what that reminds me of. That encourages me. And then I think of, think of Mark that although... You have some sore shoulders sometimes. You week after week pick up the stage so that the proclamation of the word can go out. And although it seems small, it encouraged me to keep preaching. Like to see Jana, to see your love and dedication, not only your family, but to somebody like Allison. To show love and compassion toward her and other people encourages me to continually to serve people because that's what saved people do. I think of Justin who has shown me what love really is. That you take serious what Ephesians 5.25 says. It says, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. I can go on and on to everybody in this room, but I don't really have time for all that, but... But when we are in a community, we motivate each other through our actions, through us giving of each other and giving to each other. Joe driving a total of two hours every week 
to come and sit at a soundboard. The Brittany always working and shift kids and loving it. This stuff motivates me. Motivates me. Because in community, we give of ourselves to each other. That's how we motivate each other, to acts of love. When I see you guys doing what you guys do and coming here and setting up every week, it motivates me, even though it's piss pouring raining and I have to redo my hair because it's wet. It motivates me to keep going. Here's the next part. And let us not neglect our meeting together. Too many Christians for too long have tried to do life alone. We try to do life alone, and have we ever seen anyone really benefit from that? Like, when was the last time that you showed up, like you showed up at church, and somebody says, "You know what? I haven't been to church in a long time, and my life has been great." Because I haven't been to church. I haven't been a part of a community. You don't hear that. Most of the time you hear of, my life absolutely sucks. And I need some help. I've been away for too long. I need some help. Because nobody benefits from being alone in this world. This life's going to have some rough patches. And we're going to need each other to get through it. Like what we do here, not necessarily the service that we do here, but us being together is important. Like one of the things dad says all the time is, what do you want for your birthday? I just want my family to be together. Because family is important. We are a family. And it's important for us to be together. And it's important that we don't neglect this, that we that we come together for encouragement. That's part of the reason why I did what we did. Because I want us to celebrate that life together. I want us to pray together. I want us to be the church together, to be the body that he wants us to be. So here's what it boils down to, is that we need each other. Think of that song, whoa, we need each other. Some of you have so much wisdom to pass down to us younger folk. And listen, younger folk, we have much to learn from those that have gone before us. May we always be able to stand on their shoulders because they went before us. We may not agree with everything they say. may not understand. But they've been there and they've done that and we need to listen. And for some of us younger folks, we have a zeal that can't, that, that, can be passed up our excitement needs to transfer up and we need to learn how to lead up well older folks listen to me I ain't gonna call you out who you are please don't judge us younger generations excitement but help us direct that excitement to something that matters listen to our opinions as we listen to your opinions 
we need each other. That's why the Bible expresses um, women, the older women train the younger women. Older men train the, train the younger men. It's because we need each other. Part of the reason I wanted these kids in here during this part. Because as much as they need us, we need them. Hey, Aiden, I need you. You see, when, you, when, we, when we dropped that stuff off at your house the other day, you remember that? Your excitement, you running around like, like a crazy wild banshee, that got me excited. Got me excited. To think back of, of the times when I would run around like that. And I, I just want to tell you, I just want to say thank you for being who you are. Okay? Maybe some of us older folks need to do that kind of stuff more often. What do you think? Yes. That's why I love, even though they're my kids, Zane and Lyric. This lyric keeps us on our toes. With her hand on her hip and her shaking her head. I need that. I need Zane's little comebacks. Because it motivates me to think to have a comeback back. And half the time it's not very good. But it keeps me on my toes. It's we, we need each other. We're one big family here. So what does this look like here at Shift Church? What does all this look like? Here's what it looks like. Number one is we need to make Sunday mornings important. Not because this is the end to all means, like because it's not. This is just a tool for us to use to get people here and to hear about the gospel. Like this just because the service itself is not important, but us being together is important. But the fact is, it's good for us to gather as a group and worship and celebrate the, sp- the spiritual conversations we've had throughout the week, to celebrate life change that we've seen in our own personal discipleship making. Like, this is important. And it's important for us to get people here. Because, listen, I believe that we could really change South Knoxville if we really come together as a family because it says that Christ will be known through the love that we have for each other. And if the world can't see us love each other, then it's, then it's pointless. Here's number two. This one's I'm really excited about this. It's going to freak some people out because it's going to put some people on their toes. Okay. Here's number two. Okay. That we're going to start something at the end of March. It's going to be a little dangerous. It's going to be a little risky. Here's what it is. You ready? I think it's time for us to start some community groups, which this is what it means. It means that we need two families to say, you know what? I'm going to open up my house to host and lead a small group of people in a Bible study, spiritual conversations, and maybe even some sermon reflection. Sign me up. That's my next step. That's a little freaky, ain't it? 
So we're going to start some community groups at the end of March. So we need some people to step up who would be dedicated to say, you know what, I want to see lives change, and I would love to see it happen at my house. And then we need everybody else to sign up for one of these two groups. Because here's why. This is an opportunity for us to grow deeper together. And by deeper, I don't mean deeper theological thoughts, but deep in relationships with one another. Because as this passage says, we need each other for encouragement because we can't do life alone. Let me tell you why this is important. Well, first, let me say this. So here's what I see happening. We have these groups where we discuss spiritual conversations. We have, to have that, that, week, that week, and we encourage each other on ideas how to make those conversations more productive. And this isn't going to be led by me because we're all called to be shepherds and pastors. So we share each other's burdens. We grow together. We become a community of people who really do life together because we can't do life alone. And there might even be a plus. There might be food there. Here's why, here's why this is important. I know I talk a lot about what I do outside of here. But it's really opened my eyes to a lot of things of how people are really truly alone in this world. Like I can, I can give you the names of kids who have raised themselves at the middle school because mom and dad may be, be there, but they're not there. I see uh, my fellow teachers who, even though they are here, they're really not here. They're alone. So these groups aren't only for us, but it's a way for us to say, hey, on Tuesday night, I have some people over at my house where we just talk about life and eat pizza or rotisserie chicken from Walmart, whatever the case may be. Won't you come with us and just, let's just talk about, talk about life. You don't have to talk. You just listen to us. And maybe through that, we can start seeing the community break. Because here's what I think. Here's what I'd like to see. I can just imagine with me for a minute. I'm going to do some little conjecture here. Imagine with me just for a minute. We start having these groups. And we invite people into them, and then their lives are changed. And then you know, you're like, you know what? My house is big enough to have a group in it. Why don't I start inviting my friends to my house? And I start having these conversations with them too. And then lives get changed there, and then the kingdom of God begins to grow because we said, you know what? We're not going to do life alone. Yeah, we're going to do Sunday morning service. It's going to be awesome. We're going to grow. We're going to do great things. We're going to encourage each other. But we're really going to do life together. We're going to break bread together. We're going to do life together. So the ball's in your all's court. This is what we as Shift Church believe. And I'm asking you to believe it too. Because it's important for us not to do life alone. Okay? So let's, let's pray. And then we got one more thing to thing to do all right dear god we thank you so much for giving us an opportunity that we can come together and i hope that in that short moment earlier where we've got to pray together and talk to each other tell a story to each other about what something god's doing in our life that maybe 
that encourages us to face tomorrow. That when, when we walk into work, when we walk into school, when we go to do whatever we're doing tomorrow, we can step forward and knowing that you are great. And look, the story that I heard today, the prayer that I, they prayed over me, may, may that, <coughs> may that encourage me, motivate me to, to start my own story here. To be a lie in my community. I thank you for being a God that allows us to be a part of your story and to give us a community that we can belong to and be a part of. That every person matters. Every number has a name and every name has a story. And that story helps build our community and I thank you for that. And I pray all this in your name. Amen. All right, just real quick before, before we head out of here. Two things, okay? You don't want to miss next week because Pastor Peyton's going to be here. Look at that handsome dude. Uh, listen, and he has a message for us. He's told me a little bit about it. That's going to rock your socks off. So this is going to be a message where, yes, he is holding a blanket in that picture. Um, but here's the deal. Like, he's going to rock your socks off, okay? So this will be a great service to say, hey, listen, that normal ugly guy that talks, he's not talking this week. Another guy's coming in who's much more handsomer. And uh, just come listen to him. And listen, it's, it's going to be amazing. So invite the hound out of people. But not only that, um, Dad's going to be real happy about this. Okay? Dad's going to be real happy about this. Um, some of my old pals and myself are getting together and doing some music next week. The band's, the band's getting back together again. Woo! Uh, so we're gonna so we're gonna rock your socks off with some music. So it's gonna be like me, Anthony Estep. It's gonna be uh, um, a kid named Blake who played drums with us. Um, JB's gonna come sing a couple songs with us um, from City Lights. But everybody else is um, from um, my old stomping ground. So it's gonna be amazing. Like if you like Southern rock meets Chris Tomlin, yeah yeah yeah, right? it's gonna be awesome. Uh, so you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Invite some people, okay? It's, well, listen, I'm I'm pumped about it. Like, we've already chose our songs that we're going to do, and I've been listening to them on repeat all week, just getting myself, you know, <laughs> hyped up. Band's getting back together again. All right. But here's the here's the last thing before we before we get out of here is um, there will be two people who will not be here next week. Um, because they're doing something really awesome. And that is uh, Joe Day and my wife Brittany are leaving for Honduras at 4 o'clock in the morning. So I think last year Joe had the big life-changing experience and mind-blown. I think I put him on the spot one time when we were meeting in a small group and we weren't expecting it and he was just like, he lost it. So... Um, because it's a life-changing thing. So what I want us to do this morning as a family is I'm going to bring them up here, and I want us just to gather around them, and we're going to pray for them as they leave out tomorrow. And then after we get done praying, we'll be done. All right? So Brittany, and Joe, here's a funny story while, uh, while they're walking up here. You know, me and Joe look similar, right? So Joe went last year, and of course everybody in Honduras had seen pictures of me so when Joe was down there, they're like, "Is this your husband?" And it's like, "No, no, no, no." They look alike, so it's just a funny story. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk.
All right, so why don't you come on up here and we'll all pray. pray and, uh, you can either, you know, you can put hands on them, you can reach your hand out to them, um, but let's, uh, let's pray as we, uh, as we close this out, okay? Dear God, we want to thank you so much for um, the ability that we have to travel the world to share the gospel all over the world. And so I just pray that um, this week that as you send these two people out as a representative of your kingdom at Shift Church, that you bless their feet, bless their hands, bless their words, that as they speak, as they work, as they walk, that the gospel is pushed forward to the people in Tegucigalpa, Honduras. So I pray for all the kids at the, at the daycare, God. I know there's already a light there, but may this week just be, just be a, like an explosion of the gospel where people are saved. I, I pray for the churches that they'll visit this week, that you, uh, you, get, you give them the ability to serve them because they're our community too. And so I just pray that um, I pray for their hearts, that you, if there's something you want to speak to them this week, that you, that you open, the, open up their hearts so where they can hear it from you. And God, I just pray for everyone that's going on this trip with them, um, the whole group. God, that you just do, you do something so amazing this week that only you can get the credit for it. And God, I say a special prayer for these two, God, that you keep them safe, keep them humble, and keep them, keep them in constant communication with you. And because I believe that you have something for them this week, and I pray this in your name, Amen. Hey, thank you guys, and don't forget, don't miss next week. Don't miss next week. It's going to be awesome. Hey, don't miss next week, all right?